Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Jason Lincoln, very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Rosso. I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. Oh, this is a concern, mate. I thought we'd have you on radio so you couldn't give me any jip about my hair. Um, and I, I got the headphones on this morning just to bring people in on this joke. Uh, Jason and I have worked together. Uh, he was over for a spee on Rose a couple of years ago, and we had a great night, uh, really good time. And we've done a few things here and there with, this, with the kitchen pen, but... Uh, I tend to just wear my hair flat, natural, and it's pretty flat. Um, Jason, he's swish, and uh, he does his hair, and he makes it look very, very good. So, yeah, if, if you hear the odd uh, yeah, strike from, uh, from Jason about my hair, that is the background. Well, I think Jason, how much, do you, how, much do you, how much do you spend on your hair product? Not much, Rosso. It's got a, I've got to say. Look, I put enough in there to get by, um, but... Yeah, you, you are spot on. We've had some good-natured ribbing along the way. But when you're a natural beauty like you are, Rosa, you probably just don't need it, mate. Oh, you're the man smooth talker. like you. Hey, um, look, you can afford to buy hair product if you want to because uh, you are involved in a greyhound called She's a Pearl. Now, hopefully people know about She's a Pearl because she has been wowing Australia. Her prize money stands at uh, not far off $1.4 million and she's won 12 straight, including recently the Golden Easter Egg and the Million Dollar Chase. Raced by Punters HQ and Andy McCook had Joe Lanuti on the show going back uh, a few weeks here. Jason, what's your part in She's a Pearl and, and how did you get involved? Uh, my part in She's a Pearl, I'm just along for the ride like everyone else. I've got a, a pretty small share. I think my, well, I don't think, I know my share's 5%. Um, I believe Joe's sort of, told us, I think there's 12 shareholders in all differing sort of sizes and, uh, and other blokes have been on sold their their shares. Um, it's I think somewhere in the vicinity of 70 blokes in all are involved in it which is an outstanding story for greyhound racing because um, you know, it's all well and good to have you know, one or two or three owners in a, in a good dog and if you know, if they've got 50 or 100 friends, well that's, that's great, that's good exposure but you've got 70 people that can bring the same amount of eyeballs to the sport um, yeah, I don't need to tell you that. It's a great thing for the game. And, and, and look, Untapped, who won the Sandown Cup, and I'm sure we'll get to that on Thursday, is another girl in that same boat. She has over 50 owners in her syndicate. So I think both of those wins over the past few weeks have been amazing for, for syndications and what that can do for greyhound racing. Um, how I got involved, Joe and I have been good mates for, for quite a while. We've done a number of, of things, much like us, Rosso, together, podcasts and, and various tipping things. And... Um, Joe and I would probably pick up the phone and speak to one another two or three times a week just about all things um, greyhound racing and um, I don't take any um, you know any ownership of uh, the acquisition of She's a Pearl at all but Joe and I had sort of been talking about her since October last year basically just as punters and you know trying to <clears throat> I guess trying to uh, identify 
who the key chances for races like the Egg and the MDC were going to be earlier in the year, with a view, basically, from my perspective anyway, to you know to taking prices once she was added to the market and that sort of thing, um, which eventually was at $26, but well before then. Joe, um, yeah, being the entrepreneur that he is, um, he and Andy Lord made an approach to Peter Sims to to lease her. Um, I think Andy actually bought her, but we've, we've leased her to race. Um, and from there, then Joe obviously sought out um, people that had been in the Greyhounds HQ syndicate with him in the past. And I was just fortunate enough that uh, I rang Joe for one of our, as I said, our weekly chats. And he'd just gotten off the phone to Mark Olmus, who, who you guys will know well from Sky Racing as well. Mark spent a bit of time over there in NZ and loved it. Um, and he, he sort of revved me up. He said, I just put your mate in a you know, really fast dog. I said, oh, which one would that be? And he said, she's a pearl. I said, oh, but you're leaving your old mate out, are you here, Joey? And he goes, no, there's something there for you if you want to. And I said, mate, for a dog like she's a pearl, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd race her with my worst enemy. So basically it just grew legs from there. And her first start for us, uh, Rosso, she actually got beat. She was $1.45 in the heat of the maturity and got rolled, but she's won 12 straight since. She was going for 13 straight last night. I don't know if you want me to roll straight into what happened last night. I'll, I'll wrap it up yeah, here. I'll let you on. take charge. I want to know. Well, I want to know. Okay, so yeah, she was set to go around at 20 last night, $1.05 fixed odds, and that looked overs, to be fair. Um, she's within $12,000 of Fanta Bale's record at the moment, and $7,000 for the win there last night would have got a 5K closer. Um, mm. Joe, being as thorough as he is as an owner, sent us an audio file well before Kenling had closed um, to say she was on the way to the track, and Paul Mills, who not only has been her handler all the way through, it has to be pointed out for those that are new to greyhound racing, was a great greyhound trainer in his own right back. Um, certainly when I was a kid in the you know late 90s, um, mid-90s, they had a great, great line, the Millses, and for whatever reason, Paul was lost to the game for a little while. He certainly went out of the public, public eye in any case, but Andy's got him back working there. And no more experienced man handling greyhounds uh, you know, around... Australia than Paul Mills and he, he rang Andy halfway there and said this bitch has come on season and he said fine take it to the track just have the vet look at it and have a scratch and when they got to the track uh, yeah this is where the story I guess grew legs there was a difference of opinion the vet seems to believe that no she wasn't on season so she stayed in the race pretty much until five minutes before the event and I guess then when they got her out to, to do the preview the stir up everything else um, it was noticed that yeah okay she was on season she was scratched so all's well that ends well but it probably should never have got to that stage. Yeah, there might have been a few people on track to see here, I would imagine. I mean, look, I've seen the scenes um, yeah. from those uh, races that we talked about, the Golden Easter Egg and um, and also the Million Dollar Chase. And look, I don't think it matter whether you have 1% or 100% of a greyhound like her. You just get carried away in the moment, I'd imagine, Jason. How does it feel? Yeah, yeah well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a young fellow I worked with at Sandown on Thursday, um, he, uh, he he mentioned a really great line with regards to that. It doesn't matter whether you own one percent or fifty percent, you still have a hundred percent of the fun. And I think that's that's you know if you're going to set up syndications anywhere in the country, uh, I don't know whether Corey's copyrighted it, but I think that's the saying that should go alongside of um, you know syndications. It doesn't matter whether you own one percent or eighty percent. Um, yeah, I look, I carried on like an absolute lunatic, Rosso, as you'd have expected. I was very, very short priced to do so, wasn't I, on previous form. But look, I, you know, I don't envisage I'm ever going to be back in that situation again. And like I've said to people for a long, long time, it took me a long while to get my first winner. And I think 
you know, all the experienced guys in greyhound racing will tell you when the winds come, you, you better celebrate them because the the lows are um, the lows are probably lower than the highs, and we've been unlucky enough just in our little syndicate that's been up and going for only a little while to have lost a couple of dogs, and I can tell you that, um, yeah, probably sadder then than we were happy to have won the MDC. Jason, just uh, we'll wrap up this segment and uh, we're going to have you on the other side of the break, which is outstanding, so thanks for that. But um, I'm just wondering how you find it um, when you're actually working at the track on those occasions and your greyhound can win a race like that. Now, I have been in situations where I've had greyhounds win group ones, but nothing like the money like that. I've also had a yeah. night where I got beaten in a group one and a, by a nose in a final. So, um, yeah, you sort, of, you sort of ride those emotions. But h- how do you deal with it in those situations, presenting the race meeting on yep. track, having that share and she's a pearl and everything that's kind of going on with that. Yeah, that's a really good question, Ross. So I, um, in the lead up to the egg, I actually spoke to Brittany Graham about it. Brittany, you, again, you'd know Brittany from her work that she does in the harness racing game because she had a similar situation where her dad got beaten a nose in a Group One race and she then had to go and interview the winning driver after the race. <laughs> so you can imagine how torn she was. Um, I've been fortunate that she's won both the big races, Pearl, um, the Egg and the MDC. But I think the one thing, Robbo, just very, very conscious not to um, not to overblow it. I certainly have never wanted to be accused of any, any favouritism with her. And to that end, on the pen, I think we've actually... I, I try and actually have them rein in as much of the Pearl talk as possible. I know that sounds silly, given that she's the best dog in the country, but... You know, you still don't really want to be slapped with, as I said, the fact you're playing favourites. Now, it's a little bit easier now that she's got the the absolute um, acclamation that she's got. But early doors, when you know we thought that she was as good as she is now, we were, when I say we, Patch has also got a very short, small share. We're very hesitant to really want to overblow that. Um, and, you know, people will pull you up pretty quick if you're just talking about your own dog. So we're very, very conscious of that, Rosso. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's got to the stage now where she's almost public property, so it doesn't really come into it, which is good. Mm, indeed. Uh, we're talking to Jason Lincoln. Jason's from uh, Sky Racing. He does the catching pen, which you can see on trackside during the week. And Jason also uh, that uh, sheer in She's a Pearl. Uh, she's not the only uh, super fast greyhound going around in Australia at the moment. So look on the other side. We're going to come back chat to Jason some more about some of the other greyhounds are ripping up the tracks there in Australia at the moment. We've talked about She's a Pearl, who's ripping up the tracks in New South Wales, across in Victoria. Jason, wow, she's fast, is very aptly named, has just busted through the million-dollar barrier after 16 starts. 11 of them have been wins. And most recently, last week, the Group 1 Sapphire Crown in an astonishing time, 28.82 around the Sandown. Tell us about wow, she's fast. Yeah, she's she's an amazing bitch. This one, um, she she set tongues, well, set tucks <coughs> wagging after her first start, Rosso, when she ran the quickest time for a maiden, or one of the quickest times for a maiden ever at Sandown. So she was always destined to um, be, you know, a, a headline act in the game. I sort of thought from day one, being a my bro Fabio, and given her obvious strength on debut, that sort of by now she'd be staying. But the Greenos have done an amazing job to. To keep her pretty fresh because she, you can tell she's got a natural um, tendency towards stamina, but she's still maintaining brilliant, brilliant pace. She ran 5.03 to the mark there on Thursday night, which is you know where the real absolute speedsters get down to. And to run 28.81 overall in the end wasn't really a surprise given the times that we'd seen uh, last week in the heats. 
of the Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Crown on the Friday night. And again, the times earlier on in the night there on Sandown Cup night, the dog Aston Tango, he ran 29.13 in the first. And he, although he went 29.12 the week before, I don't think he'd gone sub 40 um, in the weeks leading up to the last two weeks where we have got on these good decks. Um, don't let that detract from where well, she's fast performance. So she was clearly, clearly dominant. And it's an amazing setup that we've got at the moment with, um, with her being the headline act and clearly superior to most of the greyhounds in Victoria and it's a similar setup with She's a Pearl here in New South Wales which has led um, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of um, not just greyhound racing fans but even some of the administrators there on, on Thursday to continually ask when we're going to see these two girls come up against one another um, they've mooted things like um, Matt Traces and whatnot, Rosso but I would have think for two greyhounds that are won over a million dollars you're going to struggle to get enough prize money to entice them both into something like that so Possibly the Top Gun might be the first time that um, well, she's fast and she's a pearl meet and that would be a, a Greyhound promoter's dream uh, the night that that happens because they've both got massive, massive followings and rightly so. They're two amazing, amazing bitches. Yeah, I think people should put them into their race tracker here on tab.co.nz actually and um, obviously she's a pearl's out being in season at the moment but... Um, it's not like you would necessarily want to know that they're racing so that you can get the $1.05, but more that you can just sit back, appreciate the uh, the speed and yeah, skill and athleticism of these two amazing bitches. Um, look, on the same night of the Sapphire Crown was the Sandown Cup, and you mentioned earlier a dog called Untapped who won the Group 1 Sandown Cup. What can you tell us about Untapped, and what can you tell us, uh, Jason, about the current strength of, of stayers in Australia, because it's pertinent to us at the moment as we build towards the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, our 779-metre staying test and, and most iconic race coming up in three mu- uh, three weeks. Yeah, I'm really glad you've asked me that, actually, because it's a topic that um, is very much burning in Australia at the moment, and probably this will be the first time that I've sort of spoken publicly about it, so I might well uh, say something that could create some waves here. Rosso, hang on to your hat. Um, look, Untap took out the sand now. Cup will do with her first. As I said, she's um, she was part of the original um, Greyhound draft. You'll recall going back a few years ago, the Sandown Club created the draft and um, people from all walks of life could, um, could take up shares of Greyhounds. I think at the time they were packaged up three dogs, uh, one lump sum to pay, no more for a certain percentage and raise those dogs for life. And Untapped was part of the second series. And Greg Miller, who um, people that you know, have an idea of Australian football here, AFL in, uh, in Victoria and uh, the other southern states around Australia will know that name because he's, he's been very, very famous, um, mostly through his involvement with North Melbourne, Wayne Carey, those players. And he was the brains behind uh, the Greyhound draft, so he took a lot of pride, and rightly so, from that win of Untapped on Sunday, as, sorry, Friday, um, as should have it go again Thursday, as should Dustin Drew, the trainer, because um, she's very wayward when she first came to Dustin. He had problems trying to get her to chase, and um, she's now she's now Group 1 winner, and um, she's certainly gone to a new level over the past few weeks. I think the triple A to WA's toughened her up a bit. Um, the other question, uh, the state of the staying ranks in Australia, um, holistically mm. at the moment, Mark, I'd say they've never been worse. Um, mm-hmm. I don't say that in terms of ability, but I say that in terms of application. I don't think I've ever seen a time um, where our stayers have been so in and out, um, so erratic, 
and any number of our top stayers have been slapped with various failing to chase charges, fighting charges um, over the past six months. I mean, no more famously than Zach Sennity. Um, he's, well, what happened in the in the Top Gun stays has been spoken about really since then, and that was nearly six months ago where he put um, Stanley Road on the deck there, and that dog hasn't really appeared to be the same dog since. And look, I, I must make the point, you know, my very first winner um, in a race at Albion Park fought another dog off the track, kept going and still won the race. So people who, um, you know, get sensitive about these these subjects, if they're their dogs, I understand it, don't get me wrong, but none of this is personal. I've been in the same boat myself. Um, but we had dogs, you know, real potential superstar stayers, up-and-comers like Rowan Bale and Kalinda Lady, both do wrong, things wrong there on Thursday night. Zipping Kansas has been held up as the next superstar in this country and he hasn't exactly looked overly genuine his past few starts. Uh, it, look, it's you know I could pick any number of um, other big-name stayers out at the moment, so it's not just confined to those dogs that I've just mentioned, but it is certainly of great concern to me. Um, speaking off the record to, to some of the stewards, they're a bit... Um, I wouldn't say they're a bit miffed by it, but they've certainly noticed um, the inclination or the um, you know the, the appearance and the stats would probably back it up. Just how often we're having these sort of incidents occur um, you know, over the past six months or so. And I, I, look, I couldn't pinpoint what that's down to, but um, yeah, there wouldn't be a stayer in this country at the moment that um, you know you'd be you'd be putting up in lights as you know, you know, a superstar of of recent times, and one that we could send over to New Zealand and say, "Look, this is the, you know, this is the new Tornado Tears or something similar." Um, yeah, it's 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 quite uh, it's it's quite a shame, really, because I mean, for me as a punter, let alone a, a greyhound racing enthusiast, you know, for me the staying races were were a really good place to operate. But I've got to tell you, as a punter at the moment, and I've spoken to any number of other professional punters, and they sort of sowed the seeds for this about 12 months ago. I'd spoken to a few guys in Victoria who said, look, I just don't bet in staying races anymore. They're just not reliable. And it's, it's something, that, as I said, I've really noticed over the past six months in particular, but the past three months, um, a number of really good stayers have, have transgressed and a number of really up-and-coming stayers have... Um, have done something similar. So, um, yeah, I, I can't exactly paint you a, a shining light of the state of um, of health with regards to our stayers here in, the, in this country at the moment, Rosso. You know, there are a, a number of really smart dogs, don't get me wrong, dogs like Mambo Manelli and Miss Esme, who have certainly never done anything that um, <clears throat> would have fit them into the category we've just spoken about. But, you know, you could pull up the, the, the all-in market for... You know whether it's the 7:15 coming up at Newcastle in a couple of weeks, or whatever the next staying feature race might be, and at least half of those dogs on that list you'll have reservations about. Mm. Hey, look, uh, we really appreciate your perspective and your honesty. The adjacent off um, made a made another mistake this morning, and that's not having you on for the whole show because we're out of time. And I'd like to talk to you about some other things. But look, just before we go, a quick comment. You mentioned Tornado Tears there. Um, he is Tears, as, as a brother, to Tornado Tears, and he's rising five, but he's coming out here for the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. We've got a standout stayer at the moment, no keeper, 14 from 14. At one stage, Gary Cleave was thinking about heading to that race at Newcastle you just talked about, and indeed uh, the Sandown Cup. That didn't work out. He's staying here for the Silver Collar, which is great for us. We've got a pin-up dog for our race. 
the ranks are thin in behind, but um, people are dipping their toe in the water at the moment with some 600-meter races. Here's Tears has been in eight Group 1 finals, won one way back in February 2020, the superstars at the Meadows. Look, I know he's at the end of his career, but I see Jerry O'Keefe, who's taken the dog over recently, and of course has collar-winning credentials with Ring the Bell. Uh, but uh, Jerry's found a couple of uh, races that he has tears has been able to win recently. He won at Ballarat over the 660, paid a decent price, I see, and then picked off a, a very soft win at sale last week. I know he's towards the end of his career, uh, Jason. Any any thoughts on, on how he might perform over the 779 in the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar Series? One thing you know about him, he, he certainly run the trip right out. Um, as you said, he's an experienced stayer, and yeah, he is at the end of his career now, and it's... <clears throat> um, and look, it's probably one last throw at the stumps for him. Absolutely. Uh, look, I don't, uh, I, mean, I don't um, pretend to know no keeper as well as you do. But um, just seeing him on the periphery and watching the odd race of his here and there, certainly see plenty of his highlights on the catching pen when we have Liz on. Um, if he's the dog that um, you know that he's being built up to be, he's not going to have any problems dealing with his tears. And I say that respectfully. He's you know in his pomp, his tears. He's well, he's, he still holds the track record at Sandown. So absolutely was one of the best days in this country. Um, yeah, he's come back to to winning form of late. So Jerry's done a good job there. But you pointed out one of those races was one you'd expect him to win. The other one was a pretty deep race. So uh, look, I'm sure he'll still um, he'll still run really really well. As I said, he'll have no trouble running out the extended 700 there. But um, look, if his tears is um, everything that he's built up to be, he's not going to have any problems dealing with his tears. And hopefully we do get to see him here by the end of the year because I really, um, you know, and I really mean this, I think for us to have a, a healthy greyhound racing industry down here in in the Southern Hemisphere, we certainly need New Zealand to be competitive and we need New Zealand to be coming over with some good dogs and creating that into into country rivalry. Jason, really appreciate your insight this morning. Hope to get you on in the future here on Dog Speed. And, um, yeah, look, um, all the best for ahead in the future with uh, She's a Pearl when she comes back uh, from in season. Once again, mate, thanks for your time this morning. No, thanks to you, Rosso. And you guys do a great job. I know Andy couldn't be with us this morning because he's sick, but, um, mate, you guys do a great job over there. So anytime uh, I can come on and give you a hand, I'd be more than willing to. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.